And I actually, when I first started photography, I used to do these, these photo challenges and, and it was my way of learning photography. And so every month I would change the challenge and I, I posted on Instagram. Welcome to Morning Tea and Torture with Tapir One, a podcast with no agenda and no expectations. We're just having a cup of tea with friends, talking about digital art and other creative ways to, well, waste your time. Now, here's your host, Tapir One. Call him Tio. My guest today is Tara Workman, a nature photographer living in the Pacific Northwest. Tara's landscapes shine with unassuming simplicity and minimalism. Some of them look like abstract paintings. Despite using a toned-down pastel color palette, Tara manages to display sharp contrasts, and she uses shadows like a scalpel. Speaking of which, in her free time, Tara is a medical doctor and, as such, a family medicine physician. You can find her works on Foundation and Super Rare. And I implore you to closely follow her Twitter account. Today, Tara is here to talk a little bit about her life and her art. Everyone, please welcome Tara Workman. Hey, Tara. Thanks for being here. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. And thank you for staying up late for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't do it for most people, but I'll do it for you. <laughs> okay. I'm flattered. Thank you. <laughs> Tara. You're known to win every single Web3 raffle under the sun. So if you're not violating your non-disclosure agreement with the raffle ferry, how do you do it? <laughs> I love that question. So I don't know. One. Uh, and I think my, my luck has run out recently. I've been losing all the raffles. But I don't know. I've been, I've been on a pretty good streak. I won a couple of really good ones. And I don't know how. I'm just grateful. Just grateful. <laughs> So you're not sharing your uh, your secret? No, actually, I'm not. <laughs> okay, let's talk about it a little bit later, perhaps. So when you're not Fair when you're not busy uh, winning raffles, what does a typical day of a Web three artist slash medical doctor look like? Um, I'm pretty pretty simple. You know, I've got a pretty simple life in general. Um, if I'm not doing medicine. Uh, I'm either editing or um, we, we generally go for walks daily, twice a day if it's the weekend and stuff like that. Go hiking, um, try to get out, go have some food. Uh, we got pretty good restaurants around Portland. Um, but, you know, most of the time it's pretty simple. Um, and then we usually just try to travel as much as possible. So do you have a set uh, time set apart for uh, for like Web3 artistry and these things? Or is this just, you're just winging it every day and seeing how much spare time you have to do this? Yeah, winging it is, is yeah, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, it's difficult for me um, in terms of I should set boundaries and I should, um, you know, carve out time. But what I find I do, I have all of my notifications off which I don't know is, it might actually be worse because then I'm always thinking, okay, well, am I missing anything? And then I go check between whatever I'm doing at the time. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not very disciplined. I should be more disciplined. Um, so I just, I check in whenever, whenever I have a free minute or two. Yeah. But having your not notifications off shows um, the contrary. Uh, rather, I would say, so you're very uh, disciplined <laughs> by doing this. I guess most of us won't, won't live through the day uh, without notifications and without just the feeling that you're missing something that is going on. Yeah, it, I think the notifications just, they were too much at one point, And so I just had to turn them off. So I check at my own pace, but I still feel like I check too much, you know? This is something we all should take to heart. Everyone, yeah, switch off your notifications from time to time. <laughs> so indeed. So how did you how did you become an artist in the first place? Was there a moment when you thought, "Wow, I'm an artist now"? 
So that's a that's a really interesting question. Um, so I'm I'm a late bloomer in that I never did anything artistic until 2016, and basically I always loved taking photos, but it was more just capturing family moments and you know anything that was going on trips and and stuff like that. And I wanted to buy a new camera, um, and my husband rightfully challenged me and, and asked me why since I didn't know how to use the the camera that I already owned. Um, and so the deal that I struck with him was if I was going to buy a new camera, I had to learn how to use it. And so I, I took a, you know, a basic photography class just to learn how to use, um, just to use the camera. And it kind of set me on this obsessive course of just, I, I just loved it. You know, I just got obsessed um, and started basically like everybody, how, how they start. I shot everything, you know, people, you know, cityscapes. But I live in the Pacific Northwest, which is just one of the most beautiful places for landscape. And so I, I kind of gravitated towards that in terms of, you know, waterfalls, mountains and, um, and on, you know, I, I started photography in the Instagram era. And so there were a bunch of uh, Pacific Northwest photographers that I started following and that's pretty much what they shot. And so I got into it that way. And um, I think the second part of your question was when I knew I was an artist, um, probably I would, I would probably say it took me a really long time to even think that I, I was artistic. I thought that I was just taking pictures and, I uh, I remember having arguments with my friend Jared, um, where he would always say, "You know, you're an artist," and I was like, "No, I'm a photographer. I take photos." You 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 know dispute that, and I think probably I don't know when exactly, but there are definitely moments where I look at my abstracts and I realize, okay, well, these are different to your normal dune shots and stuff like that, and so. I, I came to grips with the fact that there is an artistic side of me. Oh yeah. So we got to thank your husband for, uh, unintendedly <laughs> pushing you into, uh, into this area that you're right in right now. So thank you, uh, Tara's husband, Hi. <laughs> shout out to you. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> uh, how did you find those other landscape photographers, um, back in the old days, um, were you on Twitter? Did you, did you just meet them, um, all in, in one place where everyone was standing to shoot the certain piece of landscape and then got into conversations or how does this work in real life? So interestingly, um, it was just a lot of internet friends. So I met a lot of people through Instagram. Um, and, you know, you, you just ended up communicating, commenting on each other's work and, and stuff like that. And I actually, when I first started photography, I used to do these, these photo challenges. And, and it was my way of learning photography. And so every month I would change the challenge and I, I posted on Instagram And so, you know, like one month would be maybe street photography, street photography, another would be waterfalls and another would be like the color red. And I did this for maybe a year or so. And, you know, there were certain photographers in the area that actually enjoyed it and they participated yeah. and um, I got invited into a group of friends and yeah, they, we kind of grew as photographers together. And we're, we're still really close now. And we hardly talk about photography now. It's more yeah. <laughs> just life, you know? Okay, sure, sure. So this is a very good idea, um, this this photo challenge. I'm going to write this down and come totally steal this from you. <laughs> do it, do it. It was, it was honestly, it was a good way to learn because you, one, I was, you know, experimenting with a lot of different things, but also having others participate, you're actually seeing what other people do and it gives you ideas and stuff like that. So it's, it's actually, I mean, it, you don't even need to be a beginner. It's, it's just a good thing to do and fun. Yeah. So, so you, you just naturally segued into photography as your artistic medium, uh, because this was, uh, I gonna, was gonna ask you about this. Uh, how did you choose photography? But I think you, you just answered it beautifully. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. You do have a website, which is pretty amazing. And we're going to put uh, the website in, in our show notes so for everyone to, to look at. And um, on your website, you are writing, my photography is a celebration of the simpler moments of life. Life is complicated and messy. And my camera allows me to simplify my world like nothing else can. I've always been a linear thinker, but in photography, I've been able to unlock a curiosity I didn't know I had. So my question here would be, which first, this is beautifully written. So, and my question would <laughs> Thank be, you. my question would be, what curiosity is that, that you're referring to on your website? Yeah. You know, if you think about, so I, I grew up in Barbados, you know, it, it, it's a very, it, I don't know, everything is kind of in the box. So most of my friends are doctors, lawyers. Uh, accountants, you know, they're, they're not a lot of choices. So you kind of, you know, you go to school, you, you get a job and you go have kids and you do all those things. And it's a, it's a very cookie cutter life. And the one thing with photography that I gradually was able to do as I evolved um, was basically just think outside of the box and, and just follow so that, you know, just in nature, there's certain areas that, you know, you might walk past and you might notice, but somebody else might not notice. And that's what I mean by your curiosity. So it's the things that you notice, it might not necessarily make a good photo, but, you know, just follow that curiosity and, and it might lead you to some pretty amazing things. Well, yeah. So essentially somehow just a little breaking out of your regular daily life yeah uh from morning to evening yeah. and so to have something completely different and absolutely can relate to that this is why i'm doing this too so i'm photographing a bit yeah. too and uh, to, to learn new things and just to uh to broaden your horizon so to speak yeah really like that indeed yeah. and why did you pick landscape and nature as your main subjects you don't like people i think <laughs> 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 it's not it's not a dislike of people i think with my job you know just dealing with patients every day i just i needed less people <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> um yeah and you know there's there's definitely a a healing property to nature you know when when you're out in nature and it, it doesn't necessarily need to be anywhere you know fantastic um but just you know mornings i go out in the in the backyard sit with some coffee and you're hearing the birds chirping and everything and it's just peaceful and quiet um and i'm one of those people that you know i've got so many things going on in the in the mind and um and the interesting thing with with photography is once i have the camera in hand i'm not really thinking about anything i don't listen to music i just i'm just there I'm looking for whatever nature is showing me and yeah. And so I think it's been a healing, um, sort of a therapeutic, um, endeavor for me. Um, yeah, it kind of chose me, I think. Oh yeah. That's interesting. We're going to dive into your, your style a little bit, uh, later in a couple of minutes. Sure. So hold, sure. hold that thought. <laughs> so how would you, how would you describe <laughs> your style? to someone who's never seen one of your photos? That was a difficult one. Um, I would just say, you know, it's, I like to think it's finding beauty and simplicity. Um, I mean, not, not everything that I do is minimalistic, but generally it's just finding, finding subjects that, you know, aren't necessarily the most, you know, how do I explain it? Just not 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 always the most obvious subjects, and just finding the beauty in that. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be the grandest landscape or the the you know the most beautiful waterfall, but you can find beauty in mm -hmm. just simpler moments. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, and um, did you did you choose the style that you currently have, um, or? Did it just come naturally to you? Did you develop it or what can I? Yeah. Do? Yeah. So, so the way that my, um, my course of, of photography evolved was, you know, you start out shooting everything. 
then you gravitate towards the popular stuff. Um, so living here, you know, I would shoot all the waterfalls, all the popular spots, you know, do Milky Way. There was a year, oh my goodness, where we we shot everything. We would go and we would drive three hours, come back, you know, in 24 hours and go to work. And <laughs> you're just shooting everything. And it's all these popular places. And then after a while, one, I was tired. And that's, it wasn't sustainable. And two, I just started to feel like I was more following trends rather than following. I don't know. It just didn't feel like me. Um, and I wasn't fulfilled by it anymore. And what I started doing was looking at some of the photographers that I admired the most. And one of the things that I realized was they were all doing unique things. You know, they weren't following trends. They, you know, they had their own style. They had their own subjects that they were, they were photographing. Um, and so I kind of, I kind of got to this point of wondering if I was actually even creative and if I could do that. Um, and so I, you know, and this was around just before the pandemic hit and I think, you know, one of the positive things about lockdown and the time where we couldn't go anywhere was I, you know, I couldn't go to all those locations anymore. And so I spent a lot of time just going to the same places like the coast, which is the only place we could vacation. Um, I spent a lot of time in my neighbor's garden. Um, and I just started experimenting with the camera and just doing different things. And took a couple trips to Death Valley and I don't know, I just started experimenting and just making a lot of bad mistakes and a lot of bad photos until, you know, occasionally you would make a good photo and then you would try to try to do that again. And, um, and the more I experimented, the more fun I had, the more, I don't know, I just started having more unique images that were more, um, an expression of me um, as opposed to all the other things, which were more cookie cutter, you know, following the the popular locations and the popular um, icons and stuff like that. And so yeah. that's pretty much how it evolved. And yeah, and here, and, you know, pretty much here I am. <laughs> <laughs> so you essentially uh, blew through all uh, uh touristy spots to to shoot and you did everything uh, yeah. one one could so but then the the reassuring yeah. feeling of having photographed everything was necessary kicked in perhaps and then I, then you knew okay now i can set off to new adventures and find my own stuff yeah 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 i i think that that that's usually the arc for most most creatives you know you learn by by sort of mimicking what you see um, but one interesting thing, I've had a conversation where, um, where I was sort of, you know, just looking at the, the path that I was following and I was told, you know, you should really go back and look at, you know, the photography you, you did when you didn't know anything. And I did have similar, similar stuff to what I was doing now. And that was kind of what I did without, without knowing anything about what composition was or anything like that. And so that kind of was my eye from the beginning, but then you're kind of guided by what, you know, you think you're supposed to be doing, but it's good to come back full circle. Oh yeah. And develop your, your own style and find your own, your own places. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So let's let's take an example. Uh, for example, your your sand for a box photos is a series of pictures uh, showing sand dunes in various forms, uh, and we we will link to those for uh, the audience um, to to see. So, how do you manage to make it look like these are alive? So at least this is what I'm feeling. Do I really look at sand dunes, or are these human bodies lying in the sun with the shadows <laughs> tracing sharp contrast lines? Yeah, I, so that it, I mean, the part of it that's me is I just, there's certain shapes, there's certain, you know, curves that I love, but it's just, 
it's the light, it's the time of day. It's, and there's certain, there's certain, like, I love soft light. I love right before the sun comes up and right after the sun goes down. That's my favorite light. And it just gives the softest colors and it's just, it's lovely. So for me, it's just finding the light that I love, but also then finding the shapes that I love. And the beauty of the dunes is that, oh my gosh, changes every time you go. Um, And I don't know that you'll ever, like, I don't know that I would ever exhaust the possibilities. Um, And I, yeah, I love that you see the shapes of bodies and stuff like that. That's what I love about abstracts is that everybody sees something different. Yeah. And it's just fun, fun to hear what other people see, you know. Okay, so you got um, you got something here for you because um, you you said you you love soft light and this is a light that you see when just the sun comes up. So I guess not many people uh, will actually get up before the sun goes up to drive <laughs> out into the desert to shoot. <laughs> it, indeed, and that's why I love sunrise. It's fast. It is. It is. I mean, it's quiet. Yeah. There are hardly any people, and the people that are there are just there because. They love sunrise and they want to, you know, they want to experience this as opposed to sunset. It's crowded and they're Instagrammers. And yeah, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sunrise is a clean slate for the day. And yeah, promise, yeah. promise might come while oh. the sunset is. Yeah. Okay. What happened today? Let's get over with it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, and another observation. When I look at your art, my head automatically starts playing Radiohead. So please explain this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely can't explain it, but I absolutely love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <this> is... <laughs> That's a new one for me. I, that, is, that is amazing. <laughs> okay. Let's get a bit more concrete. So how do you find inspirations for new pieces and how do you find your motives do you just drive around randomly and look what you have or do you plan it actually up front yeah so i most of my images are very serendipitous in that i i'm not one with that, that has a lot of preconceived images that i want to capture mm -hmm. i i genuinely uh i just I want nature to show me what what to shoot, you know, whatever whatever is there on the day is what. And it, it's amazing. Like when you don't know what to expect, you're always surprised and it's always positive. Um, and most of the, the images that, that I shoot, it doesn't require, you know, an amazing sunset or sunrise. So it's not, it's not, you know, reliant on conditions it's just more whatever's there at the time and so most of most of the time when i'm traveling with friends and we're going on photo trips they have the locations that they want to go to and i tag along and i'm like okay i'll, I'll you know i'm there well you know so are you so i'm, I'm really easy <laughs> that's good <laughs> So uh, when you're driving past something you like to shoot, the, you yell, stop the car, and then just jump out of the yeah. still driving car? Or <laughs> I, So I've never jumped out. Usually somebody stops. It's interesting. <laughs> like there's some people who are better than others. My husband, he's getting better. <laughs> But there have been times where I'm pretty sure like I've missed some amazing opportunities because he's hungry or... I remember we did this road trip in 2020 because we couldn't, we couldn't fly anywhere. So we decided to just drive through Idaho and it was June and it snowed. It snowed in June oh. and it was just the most incredible thing because you had all these, you know, these um, spring greens and then they were all just, you know, you know, blanketed with snow yeah. and we're driving around and we're driving around and I'm shooting and I'm so happy. And I'm like, stop here. And then he's like, I I'm hungry. And I'm like, dude, dude, it's, it's snow in June. <laughs> it's snow in June. And eventually he was just like, I gotta go. And he, he was driving. So we left, <laughs> but I, I would have, I would have been there probably until, until two. I don't know. Until the snow melted again. <laughs> yeah. Indeed, indeed. So, so now I try to do, you know, dedicated photo trips and then 
trips with him. And you pack some snacks for him perhaps next time. <laughs> I do now. I do now. Yeah. <laughs> But still thankful to husband for just bringing you to this. <laughs> oh, no. he, he's amazing. He, you know, he, I, I give him a lot of, a lot of crap, but he's, he's amazing. And he's, he's gotten to this point where he points stuff out. He's like, you should come over here. This list stuff is really cool. And I've actually found some pretty good images from him pointing stuff out. So, okay. Yeah, this is good. This is good. Um, Tara, pl yeah. please walk us through your artistic process a little bit, perhaps. So you're shooting out there shooting. I have like 10,000 photos on your camera when you come back home. <laughs> so what happens next? <laughs> so, I be you know recently well before it used to be I would come home I'd throw my uh, you know the, the card in the computer and and just upload all the images immediately and call and now I'm so far behind I have probably I don't know maybe like six trips and six images of trips that I haven't even touched uh -oh. I know I so. Yeah, so now I put them onto the computer and I may or may not call immediately. And then depending on how I'm feeling, I might just go through like a few images because my, my process in terms of uh, editing is relatively simple. Like I don't do a ton of editing. I don't spend a ton of time on, on, on most images. If it's taking too long, I'll probably scrap it and go to the next one. Um, so I'm very... Like most, everything for me is just trying to be as simple as possible. So, you know, I have two lenses. I, you know, I don't pre-plan a whole lot. I, you know, I call the images, but I, I generally try to find the ones that I don't have to do too much work. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's pretty much the process. So you, um, so you don't edit very much. Uh, your, your photos. I mean, I, I mean, I have, I have probably like five things that I do for for just about every image where it's you know tonal balance. I think that the the longest that I take is usually if I have to clone stuff out, yeah. um, and that can take a while because I'm a little OCD. Um, but with regards to you know like just colors and stuff like that, I don't spend a lot of time. Um, because I don't enjoy the the post processing <laughs> as much as the shooting. I'd like to be out. I like to, you know. Yeah, can imagine, can yeah. relate to that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Being out in nature. So it's a relatively, yeah. So it's a it's a relatively simple process. I probably have the same, you know, four to five things that I do for every image. Yeah. I would love to see uh, a behind-the-scenes shot uh, one day, so or before, after image, or something like that. I think this is very interesting sometimes to see where you you're coming from yeah. and what the final uh, outcome actually look looks like. So, yeah, and the, the the thing for me is the final the final might take a while. So what I would probably do is I'll do the first edit, and then I'll you know I have I have sort of tags for photos I want to edit, then first draft, and then tags for when it's finished. And so a lot of times, you know, it'll stay in that, you know, in between phase for a really long time, and I'll come back and I'll look at it. Um, and I might make an adjustment if, if something bothers me. And it's when, you know, it's not really bothering me after a while, then I'll put it in the, the final folder. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, how long do you usually work on a piece? It sound like uh, sounds like you're done in in minutes sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say probably probably within an hour um, for each image. Oh, good. I'm a little bit I'm a little bit more. It used to be minutes, but now I'm a little bit more. Now that I'm actually in Web three and people are, you know, paying attention. Because I used to do this just for fun, yes. um, and so now I, you know, I make sure. Okay, gotta gotta make sure it's good enough to that if somebody blew it up, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. 
It's not too shoddy. What is this spot the, uh, down there on the dust. photo? Why did she miss this? <laughs> Should... <laughs> the, du the dust spot that's probably there. I'm sure that yeah. there's probably a dust spot on some of my older images that, yeah. Because I was doing it for me. I wasn't doing it for anybody else. So... And you should continue to do it just for yourself. Um, this is important, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I do like to share and I, you know, I do take pride in, in the work. And so, yeah. So I, I would, yeah, to answer your actual question, I'd probably, you know, around an hour, 45 minutes to an hour for each image, I would say. And then it sits there and then I come back to it or I would share it with somebody and see, you know, get their feedback. And if they have feedback, then I might tweak it again and, yeah. Cool. So uh, one thing came to my mind, do you do you you're a medical doctor? So do your patients know about um, your art? Or do your colleagues know about it? My colleagues? Yes, my patients? No, <laughs> I don't talk about it. I I am the worst, you know, in terms of just I don't enjoy talking about myself. I, you know, I kind of just do my thing. And most of the opportunities that I've had are from people recommending oh, yeah. me for things. Yeah. So you don't. Worst salesperson ever. You don't hang your own art into um, the place of work in your office. No. You should. I my my screensaver on my computer is the is the Apple logo thing. It's the. Okay. It's not even. <laughs> Let's move on from here, please. <laughs> <laughs> you should change you should change that you should change that i know Show some i do work. i do have i have printed some of my work and it is in our guest rooms so there's there's that i just i don't know i i don't I, um yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you've been creating art long before nfts were even a thing so did your approach <laughs> to creating art change after you came to web3 so do you have, for example, a collector in mind when you create a certain piece? So if, what has changed? Yeah, I wouldn't, I, de I definitely don't have anybody in mind, but it definitely changed. Once you put a dollar, a dollar amount on your art, it, I wouldn't have thought it would change my perspective, but it does. Um, and, you know, going out into the field, you know, I, I found myself thinking about collections and thinking about, you know, would this make a good image for sale or, or you know. Um, and interestingly, in the last, probably 2022, I actually struggled a lot because the essence of what I create the essence of why I create is just because it was fun and it wasn't for anybody. And when I put, you know, when, when in the back of my mind, when I'm out there, you know, the potential sale is, is there. I don't know. There was a, there was a big disconnect and I couldn't, I just, you know, it just, it changed things. Um, and so I had to figure out how to bring my, bring myself back um to the fun to the fun part of it oh yeah i can imagine that it's um this is difficult if the essence of what you're doing is making it just for fun and then suddenly your your mind starts nagging at you uh could this be a photo to sell and potential sales in there so this is i guess it's very difficult to to disconnect from from this and um yeah you you did something uh amazing um which a project which just ended, which we're going to talk about later. So this was yeah, this was a very yeah. good way for you to to perhaps change this uh, again back to the feeling of, yeah. of just joy. So that's exactly it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but before we we go there, let me ask you why and how did you enter the snake pit that we know as Web three at all? <laughs> <laughs> um, basically. My friend Jared, he was the one that all of us encouraged. We were like, he's the artistic one. You should get into Web3. And he did, but all of us kind of dipped our toes in. And he and I, he and I, we we did a lot of shooting together. And so I kind of <laughs> stuck around with him. Mm -hmm. 
Whereas he, I, I did not, I did not flourish in 2021. Like a lot of people, I did not enjoy it. Um, so I was kind of, you know, that person in the background, kind of just watching everything um, and basically just being a big support system for him. I, I, you know, I put out my collections and stuff like that, but I, I wasn't, I wasn't a believer. I was not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I got into it sort of, you know, halfway um, more so just, just intrigued by this, this stuff and um more thinking okay my, my friend's gonna make it really big i should i should make sure that we're still friends when he's yes when he blows up uh, okay gotcha <laughs> <laughs> telling from your 2021 twitter uh you were you were oh, one big reply girl back then i i see so but you did everything <laughs> right uh which was uh which is uh, what you should do reply 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 and just engage with uh with the community so You you knew yeah. you didn't know what to do, but you did it uh, everything right back then. <laughs> so so the the interesting thing was, I think I did that. But what I didn't do was I didn't do spaces. I didn't I didn't really put myself in a position to to be noticed in the same way. I think I did I did one one D space where I went up. And I had so much help. I, like my heart was like beating out of my chest. There was, you know, there were all these people. And my friend TJ basically was like, go up there and tell them about your project. And I remember just, I hated it. I hate talking about myself. <laughs> and there were all of these people. And I, I sold a few pieces. And then when I, when I, you know, got off the space, like I just, I couldn't sleep because I was like, yeah. I can't believe I did that. And then <laughs> I just didn't never wanted to do that again. <laughs> so it was, you know, like I did a lot of replying and I did, you know, more of that, but I didn't, I don't think that I participated in the same way that I am now, interestingly enough. Oh yeah. Being on the space is very awkward. I can, I can relate to that. So uh, <laughs> it is, it is something different because you're speaking and you just see the faces and the little emojis are nothing at all. So no, no, no direct yeah. reaction. So you're speaking to an empty room, <laughs> but still there are people listening to you, which is, yeah, I can relate to this it's, feeling. It, so. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's so weird like this, you know, I can see you, it's nice. And we're having a conversation. I can do this all day. But um, I don't know, just the just the thought of like a hundred people listening to me, you know, yeah. just bumble on about my work. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so you, you once said on a recent podcast that you love sleep. That being <laughs> yeah. said, how has Web3 treated you so far regarding sleep schedule? So I actually, I'm pretty good at at. at This is, you know, me being up right now at, at uh, 1140, uh, this is rare. Um, I don't, I don't stay up past 10 just generally. And what I miss, I miss. So Web3 hasn't really changed anything. And it's because I, you know, I got a full-time job and yeah. I need to actually function. So that's, that's the priority still. And my, my philosophy, so 2021, I did not enjoy And fall 2021, I actually left for a while. And I decided that if I was going to come back, I was going to come back and do it my way in terms of make genuine connections, go, go slower, um, and, you know, just make time for it, but it can't be my life. And yeah, just long haul thinking, you know, just slow slow progress and it's it's worked out pretty well for me um but i sleep i make sure i get sleep <laughs> this is so important a very healthy approach just to to have an agenda and uh, when you came back just to to take care of yourself and do it do it your way not the degen way <laughs> i yeah I, it wasn't sustainable for me i i you know that one space where Like I just felt anxious and I just, I didn't sleep that night very well. I, for me, it wouldn't have been worth it to be successful if that's how I was feeling on a regular basis. So yeah. And I, you know, now I have no regrets. I'm really glad that I, I, I came back. I've met so many amazing people. 
And um, yeah, yeah. Love to hear it's it. It's been a good time now. Love to hear it. Yeah. Your, your Twitter name is actually Terra Abstract State of Mind. So what does it mean to you? Basically, it just, it just means thinking outside of the box, you know, just trying to have a, an open mind, a different perspective, um, just be open to new possibilities that you might not necessarily see. Mm -hmm. um, as I said, you know, I've always been a linear thinker, you know, I go to work, medicine is, you do the medicine and, you know, I've always done, done things in, in an orderly way. And photography, it's been different. So for me, abstract state of mind is just the following the curiosity and just trying to be open-minded to possibilities. Oh, beautifully said. Yeah. Is there is there a piece that, uh, of art that you've created that holds a very special meaning or a story that you would like to tell about it? Um, you know, there there are a couple. You know, people say every piece is special but there are some that i would say are are turning points in in my career so one of them it's uh it's called windswept it's from actually my first um open sea collection and it's one it's a icm image intentional camera motion um taken in new zealand but you wouldn't know it's new zealand because it's abstract it's there's no iconic images in it it was an image this was a trip where i was still shooting you know bigger landscapes and stuff like that and it was one of the first images where i was just messing around with the camera and that came out and it kind of it it feels like that turning point you know where i i, I kind of discovered hey this is pretty cool um and kind of followed that um so that that's that's one that always comes to mind for me. And then more so, not necessarily um, an image, but the series Land of Dreams is on Super Rare. Um, mm -hmm. that, that series is actually the first time I actually had like a concept in mind and I kept going back to the same location because um, it's a very unique area, volcanic terrain. And so you had these weird colorful areas, you know, with um, uh, just, it, it's just very unique. And you have to climb up this, this like cinder cone. Yeah. And I went back three or four times. It's not a popular place. So every time I went, I had to take a different friend because nobody really wants to go back. <laughs> and <laughs> nobody wants to hike up there multiple times. And so I, I would go up there in the evenings and then usually for sunrise, I'd have to go by myself because nobody's waking up at four o'clock to walk that thing with me. Um, and so that series, um, I don't know, it's a special one because it took a lot to get just those four images. Um, yeah. So those are the two, two things that I, I think are pretty special. Oh, yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah, and you have just finished a beautiful new project called The Art of Letting Go. Um, please tell us uh, what this is about and how it came to be. Yeah, so I, I touched on it earlier in terms of 2022, just kind of struggling to, I don't know, to reconnect with nature and, and my photography and, and just find that spark again. And I ended up booking a ton of photography trips at the end of the year, just trying to kind of shoot my way out of the funk. It did not work. <laughs> um, and so I ended up going to New York um, for um, NFT NYC. And I got invited to this paint party. And it was, you know, just bunch of people having fun i had no idea what i was doing but i was told just go for it just have have a blast and, it, and it's interesting you know in terms of photography i've got something there and i can work with whatever's there but with painting you got to come up with your own you know so it's a totally yeah. different way of thinking for me um so after that i just kind of got i went down this rabbit hole of looking up you know acrylic 
all these acrylic pouring techniques and yeah, I did a lot of YouTube, you know, late night watching of YouTube videos and, and stuff like that. And then I decided, okay, I'm going to buy some stuff and I'm going to start painting. And I was awful at it. Uh, you know, you can't, apparently you just can't pick up paint and become a good painter. <laughs> but the, the one thing that I did notice was I, there were certain patterns in the, in the paint canvases that I liked. And, you know, the true photographer that I am, I then I started just taking out my macro lens and just finding scenes that I enjoyed. And I don't know, it just became this weekend project that I just, you know, I kept making messes with paint and then taking out my lens <laughs> and, and finding, finding yeah. interesting things that I found interesting. And after a while, I started sharing the images with friends and they were like, these are really cool. And people started, you know, really, really enjoying them. Um, and then I, I don't know, I, I sometimes I start, I, I will, you know, write little musings to myself. And um, I think it started out with me thinking of like how to, how to process creative block and coming out of it. And, and then what... I don't know. It's just, it's so weird how things sometimes come together. So I started to sort of come up with a narrative and then the beauty of abstracts is that you can kind of, sometimes they'll remind you of certain things. And I found that the images fit the narrative. And so I came up with a 10 image, um, 10 image series called the art of letting go where you know, it just it chronicled my, you know, the period, you know, the low point of just feeling like I wasn't creative anymore and then having fun with the paints and and then finally feeling free and, and creative again. And yeah, and that's how the, the project came about, essentially. Yeah, so this was the project that brought back your, um, the artistic fever in some kind of yeah. way uh, after, after, feeling perhaps, um, not sure, um, that, yeah, you, you stopped creating for yourself and, and just had, had this feeling that you think about, uh, selling or prices or anything. And this was something yeah. completely new for you, which I mean, you have a clean slate here to, to start fresh again. And yeah, yeah. I, like it. yeah. And to I think, that, yeah, I think, I think the beauty of it was for me that I didn't need to be good at it. Um, There were, there were no expectations. Right. I wasn't trying to please anybody. And I just accidentally, you know, found stuff that I liked, but that other people liked as well. Yeah. And the, the act of, uh, actively, uh, creating something into existence, then just rather shooting it, I think is something completely different. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the interesting thing is that it, it still followed the, I don't know if you can hear my dogs. I'm so sorry. It's all right. um, but it, it followed the, the same serendipity that I normally, you know, that I normally follow in, in nature as well. You can bring your dog on the camera. Let's say hi. Mm -hmm. <laughs> No worries. They, 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 I don't even know. They're over there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> This is live, folks. <laughs> so from my perspective, the reception of this project in, in the community was, was off the charts. So uh, it was, was just amazing to, to see it. Do you think that this will now again change the way you're creating and marketing your art, perhaps moving forward? You know, I, I, I don't. I don't think so. I, I think it gave me a little bit more confidence in, in terms of it, it almost was, was similar to when I started to, to change from the large landscapes to more intimate um, abstracts and stuff in terms of like, there's a self doubt and you know, that I don't know. I always feel like progress comes from challenge And, and so for me, like, I, I, I know I want to go out and shoot. I want to go out back into nature. I want to stop doing stuff with paints. I mean, I, you know, nature is my, is still my first love. So I've booked a couple of trips and, and yeah, I think, 
I think I'm in a better frame of mind just from it. Um, but I also, you know, I, I think there'll always be a part of me that wants to please other people and wants people to love. I mean, who doesn't want people to enjoy your work, right? Sure. But, but I think it's it's definitely changed. I, I'm definitely more more motivated to to go out and just and just be, you know, and perhaps experiment more. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I would love to see where, where you're leading us uh, in the future, Tara. So, and uh, oh, one thing uh, you you threw out a genius marketing tweet recently uh, where you <laughs> tagged a lot of big <laughs> big guns in the space, <laughs> among them uh, Cosimo de Medici, and uh, it was an awesome tweet. And you said that uh, this is something that you usually don't do, uh, and this is the scariest post you've ever done. Um, and they answered. So one first question, how many drinks were involved in writing that tweet of yours? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it, it was, oh gosh. So I'd actually written that tweet like at week one of the project. Okay. And it was more of a, you know, sort of manifesting best case scenario. And if best case scenario happens, I'm going to do this. And I sent it to a friend and I was like, hold me to this. If, and he was like, I'm going to hold you to this. I didn't really think that it was going to apply. And I was pretty much like, like, so it took me a really, really long time to press send on that. Like I, it, yeah. Um, but it was also an interesting social experiment for me in terms of You know, most of my opportunities, as I said before, come from other people, you know, putting my name, you know, in front of collectors and, and different things. And um, one of the things I wanted to do in 2023 was be a little bit more assertive and and respectfully just let people know that I'm I'm here. And, you know, if you like my stuff, yeah. great. If you don't like my stuff that's okay. Um, and the other thing is, you know, the interesting thing about collectors and, you know, there's a lot of opinions and there are a lot of people who, you know, give advice. And a lot of people say, you know, you got to do creative things for collectors to, to notice you and stuff like that. So I was like, well, this is me being creative. And, <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Cosmo, retweeted but most of the others didn't 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 say anything and and stuff like that which is fine but it's just interesting it's it's almost as you know it's for me it's like what do you have to do and i think one of the big things that i've learned is if you if you think an artist you as an artist if you think somebody's art is really good make sure that collectors know it just you know yeah. Because I think the best endorsement is from somebody else. Right. That, that like most people, if if somebody that they respect tells them to look at your work, they're gonna they're gonna take it more seriously than if you yourself go up and say, "Hey, look at me." That was you know. So it was kind of a social experiment, and it was definitely me outside of my comfort zone. And <laughs> I can tell. I <laughs> yeah, can I tell. could not believe. <laughs> I, yeah, I couldn't believe he. Uh, <laughs> he responded. It's pretty amazing. So it worked. It worked. Uh, he responded, and uh, so Indeed. he and he also encouraged other artists to just tag him, uh, but also to have some work available. <laughs> but he, he was I'm wrong. the worst. He was, I'm the worst sales. He was wrong there. You, you have work available, and if you look a little bit, then I do. you do. There's actually a found piece on Foundation, which is just awesome. It's called Unblemished. And it's still available. Mm -hmm. So folks, get out there and check out Tara's <laughs> account. Gonna find it. Yeah. But what you said there is very important, I think. So artists, a lot of artists, I think, struggle to get themselves out there and, and be visible and to find the courage to actually uh, engage in conversations. Um, so this is, yeah, this is, again, um, artists being artists, right? Creating their art, but marketing is not necessarily a strong feat. But yours is now. And I hope you're going to teach us <laughs> how to do it in the future. <laughs> I'm I'm winging it. I'm winging it. But you know, this 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 time it paid off. You know, 
<laughs> good, good. Kudos. <laughs> oh, if, if you had to give up photography, what else would you do? I don't know. Um, I know I'd travel a lot. Um, even if I didn't have a camera, I'd travel a lot. Um, I'd probably play a lot more golf again. Before photography, my husband and I, we played a lot of golf. And I think one of the things he regrets in terms of pushing me in this direction is we don't play nearly nearly as much. Something's got to give, right? <laughs> so only have 24 hours in the day. <laughs> indeed, indeed, I, indeed. I think it wasn't a bad choice to um, not play golf anymore and instead go for photography <laughs> out. So this is just my opinion. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, have no re I have no regrets. No regrets. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think is a skill? that everyone should have? This is a tough one for me. I don't know. Um, I think, I don't, for me, I, there's so much diversity and I think it's more, instead of one skill, I think it's important for people to figure out what they're, Not, nece not necessarily what they're good at, but what their passions are, because you're more likely to do, to excel in those things. So it's not really a skill. Like for me, if my husband hadn't just been stubborn and, and made me go to this class, I would not be here and I would not have discovered that I was, you know, artistic in any way. And so for me, it's just trying to figure out what you're, what you're passionate about and jump in. You know, even if it seems crazy and, and I don't know, if, I, I, I also believe in balance. And so, you know, the starving artists, you know, hats off to the people that can do it, but you should be able to eat as well. Yeah. So, definitely. you know, find your passions. And if you, if, you know, just, I don't know, jump, you know, jump, jump in and, and figure that out. And you'll probably, you'll probably soar at it um if you give yourself the chance oh yeah but it's not as i didn't really answer your question but i find that a difficult one i think you did i, I think you did and everyone can take something from it so um what is not necessarily a skill but i think everyone should have is a stubborn partner i heard <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. I, that you know that actually is true the people who challenge you probably bring out the best in you Uh, what is one thing you wish you knew when you first started in digital art or Web3? Uh, wish I knew. I don't know. I love serendipity. I love, I love not knowing because the upside is really, really great, you know? So it's hard for me to wish I knew something. I mean, I guess, you know, sell so when things seem frothy but you know don't don't hold on to things oh, yeah. and just sell but for the most part i love i love my journey i love you know the way that my life has gone you know the good and the bad of it um so yeah yeah i think this is good advice sell when things uh, prices are high not like we all do <laughs> for sure <laughs> buy when high oh, sell when gosh. okay oh my gosh yeah <laughs> If you if you found out that Cosimo de Medici actually is your next door neighbor, how frequently would you walk over and ask for a spare egg? <laughs> I I'm so passive. I'd send my husband. <laughs> okay. I, it's true. Like I'm so not good at asking for things or putting myself in those kind of positions. So I'd probably like I don't know. Maybe maybe like every six months he'd see me and I'd send my husband to, you know. <laughs> For all we know, he could things. be your neighbor, so we don't know much about him, though. So. <laughs> true, true. So, and you mentioned yeah. your friend Gerard a couple of times. So what can you say to mm -hmm. the rumors that you and Gerard Amijo are indeed the same person? Have the two of you ever been <laughs> seen in the same room? Oh, that's really funny. Um, There are some there are some videos out there of of, of us for sure. So mm -hmm. we're we're definitely it's it's funny we're we're polar opposites. It's that that serendipitous part of life in terms of we're so different. And without photography, I don't think I don't think our paths would have crossed in the same way. But 
I don't know, the, the, the partnership, we're so different and it works so well because we challenge each other. And I don't know, I wouldn't have, like, I love shooting with him because we shoot so differently and we come away with such different things, but then we hate each other for what the other person got. It's the best. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. <laughs> If you if you could, we are not we are not the same person. We are okay, not the same okay. person. <laughs> yeah, let's let's find out. This is true, actually. <laughs> if you, if you could collaborate with any artist, uh, living or dead, who would it be and why? So, recently, I've been really intrigued with generative art, and I don't have one specific artist, but I would love, like the way that they're able to create an abstract and so many variations of it just by code. Mm -hmm. So it would just be cool to be able to collaborate with a generative artist and just see how they could take something that maybe is close to what I would create and then just see the variations that come from that. That, yeah, that's been floating around in my head for the last, I don't know, few months. It's some of your pieces do look uh, so abstract that they could have been look like they could have been produced um, by by an algorithm, I would say, especially your Dune pieces are sometimes so so abstract. And you have to look yeah. so closely to to see that this is actually a, a landscape that you uh, that you shot there. Good. Yeah. yeah. If you could tell your 2020 self something, what would that be? Things are going to get interesting. Things are really going to get interesting. And I could I could explain it to you, but you wouldn't believe it. Things are really going to get interesting. <laughs> and if you could tell your 2025 20, self something, and you actually can, what would that be? Sell. Just sell. <laughs> just sell. Just sell when, when, you, when you've got the opportunity, when you don't want to sell, just sell. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Well, this is solid advice, actually. Yeah. <laughs> do you have Do you have some recommendations for uh, artists that are not necessarily um, Web three artists, but in real life IRL artists that everyone should know? Yeah. So the 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 photographers that there are a couple of photographers that I um, that influenced me a lot. Um, one is Alex Noriega. Um, I, I genuinely think, I hope he never listens to this. He's just probably the best nature photographer out there. Um, like genuinely just blows my mind every time. Um, so Alex Noriega, um, Sarah Marino, and, um, there's another lady, Valda Bailey, and she does, she does a lot of, um, multiple exposures, but very abstract. Absolutely love her work. And then the last one would be Bruce Percy. And he does, you know, just minimalist Iceland, um, I think, I think Japanese. Um, and they, they all have very different styles, um, but they've all influenced me in different ways. And it's just phenomenal work. Well, this is a decent list. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're gonna put those in yeah. the show notes um, for the f folks to to follow and to to see uh, what they're creating. Always like to discover new uh, new artists, obviously. So, do you have yeah. any recommendations on, on Twitter? Who should I follow on Twitter? Um, I don't know if you follow Mia Forrest. Um, so she is one. She's kind of like me, doesn't have a, a huge following, but she's so like for me, she always she's always doing something new and something creative um, with photography and just art in general. She, you know, she's just I feel like she's always evolving, but evolving like every six months as opposed to every few years, like oh. like normal people. So. I would definitely check her out. Mia Forrest. Okay, it's on my list. Mm -hmm. And do you have a recommendation <laughs> of who to, uh, who should I invite as one of my next guests, perhaps? 
Um, so Mia would be a good one. Um, I don't know if you know Swati. Um, I think I do. Yeah, so Swati is another one. Um, I, think I wrote a couple. Um, yeah, and uh, I always I call her Annie. I think it's Abriani. Um, is another one. So I'll send you. So Abriani, and sorry, Annie, if I said that wrong. Mia Forrest and Swati. Okay, those are three. I would personally like to hear their stories. All right. Okay, thank you. And thank you, Tara. Yeah. It was an absolute pleasure talking with you today. And thank you for staying up late for me. <laughs> I, I guess yeah. we'll see us in the, in the Click Create Discord in a couple of minutes. And, <laughs> and <laughs> Indeed. We'll, we'll Indeed. Okay, so. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, it was a pleasure. It's good to, I don't know, I, I, I really enjoy the in real life uh, actual conversation. So this was a pleasure. Thank you. Me too. Thank you. And yeah, good night. Talk to you soon, Tara. <laughs> Bye. Good night. Bye.